0: This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. You like it!
1: Yeah, this is great content. Everyone needs to know how much I hate John Green.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Gotta put it out there. I found another review whilst I was looking at.
3: We have to, like, slowly build the people we have beef with. Like, I (laughs) I think we're doing good with Amanda Palmer and Patrick Rothfuss.
1: I think the theme is, like, liberal artists.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, we also talked about Obama and Tony Blair a lot. So
1: yeah, mm. <laughs> like that it's a different category.
3: Like I don't know.
1: Yeah, we've got like internet liberals and um, real life liberals, real life war criminals. Yes. Um and non famous <laughs> Facebook cops. Those are our three mm. cata- categories of enemy. I guess the moderators for the Discord Facebook group yeah, as fuck well. Yeah, I those. So yeah, they're cowards they are cowards we should create our own facebook group called um a web it probably
3: exists but the thing is facebook is an awful place
0: yeah i don't go on there so yeah i don't really yeah i used to have to be on there all the time because my workplace used to put out all our rotas on facebook and have all our work discussions on facebook which i hated because like well, that's A super unprofessional and B it's like here's a website for being social, arguably. Yeah. Now it's, it's entirely a work notifications. Well they do all like all my course cool stuff. They put a bunch of my course cool stuff on
1: Facebook and I'm like, why? I don't wanna be on here. <laughs> it's Just super yeah. difficult to like organize and find everything. It's just bad. Okay. No no Facebook. I have to see everyone's terrible Facebook opinions and see which one is of that's my so like bad. People who I went to school with are racist now, and which ones are pregnant? Yeah. Actually, I
0: do love the pregnancy stuff. I like to keep tabs on things like that.
3: <laughs>
4: okay.
0: Lucy <Not> in- loves <laughs> pregnancy oh, shit.
3: stuff. Did you see? Noted. Did you Did you see? <laughs> I
0: did. That's what I was. Reflecting. Wait, what? It's wild.
3: Okay, so this is a person you all know in real life, and you use their real is name. Is she
0: still a cop? Yeah. <laughs> oh my I god. Think so. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. We should talk about relatable <laughs> stuff. We should probably yeah, like not name people we know.
4: <laughs> what if what if we kissed in the Anne Frank house?
0: Yeah, that would be really cool and like a good a good thing to put in a book, I think. Everyone claps. The biggest thing about the Fault in Our Stars was like the secret alternative ending where the like Dutch author ties Augustus to a trolley rail so Yeah, it you makes can it do the, make Hazel do the trolley problem. <laughs> That was better that seems better yeah, to me. i wish, I that, I wish that, that stuck with that i would have much mm. preferred that i would have preferred seeing that in cinemas i think that would have been really good
1: yeah i just think if god wanted there to be john greens then <laughs> there
0: would be more john greens i don't
1: know
4: i think
0: there's quite a
1: lot
4: where
3: are you going with that one <laughs>
1: i don't know i'm just saying <laughs> thanks
3: i also hate john green but in the rare cases someone real life in real life is gonna mention John or Hank Green I'm just gonna like smile and nod and say well I heard of them but I don't really know them because I <laughs> John don't Green I know, I know of that's very
1: mature me and Lucy had a friend um, <laughs> who had like John Green merch and every time I saw her I would mention how much I hate John Green
3: <laughs> mm.
4: <laughs> Ooh, who was this do I know them
3: I feel like I don't know I feel like I'm bringing a weird energy today I apologize for that I... No,
0: that's okay. How was dance practice?
3: Yeah. It was good. Yeah. But I'm tired now. So.
1: That's yeah. okay.
3: It was pretty good too. Like I did I did extremely feel that I didn't do any sports in the last 3 months. Uh but it was good to be back.
1: That's that's good. I wish I could be doing my sport in a in a sport place.
3: Yeah. It's like still super restricted here. Uh and you know, some people might say they still shouldn't do this, but...
1: Yeah, I went to the pub yesterday under duress. Ooh, how was it? <laughs> very stressful for me. We have to sit in the garden, and I,
0: it didn't seem that distant to be honest. Yeah. It never will be. I think this like, this country is not really very locked down. I don't really... <laughs> it's
4: bad. Mm-hmm. No one's wearing. No one is wearing masks.
0: I know, it's insane. It's like think, it's so weird that it's all the countries with like right-wing populist leaders that are doing the worst. Do you think there's anything yep. to that?
3: No. <laughs> it's probably fine.
0: It's probably, it's probably all right. It's fine. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't know, like here it's like nobody really gives a shit anymore, but you know, like people people are wearing masks inside in like shopping malls or whatever. And mostly on public transport but like mm-hmm. outside it's still going to be like in 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 like the gardens of restaurants it's not going to be distanced at all oh. like there's still way too many people way too close i think
4: just loads of large men in lederhosen with yeah. with <laughs> steins coughing on each other's mouths
3: exactly yeah well like the, we had we usually have a beer festival here uh, that is happening like towards the end of june and that was already a big thing that that got cancelled like my university, <laughs> posted yeah. like they didn't post a single thing about Black Lives Matter or, or or like you know diversity stuff or you know any of that. But they posted that they, they made like four or five distinct posts just about the cancellation of the beer festival.
0: <laughs> well, more <that's not> important, <laughs> people are gonna know. It
1: just
3: be- happened be- like both be- of these be- happened at the same time. <laughs> is the thing. So they had to pick their priorities.
4: Mm. Yeah I mean, I like beer, but uh, <laughs> and I cannot lie. It's not a person. It's not people.
1: Beer is people <laughs> too, George. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I think and it doesn't seem that bad in Germany though at the moment, whereas I don't think our rate has dropped at all in like the last four months.
4: How many people of the country that you run do you have to kill before you can stop calling yourself a patriot? Well, maybe it's the more you kill, the more patriotic you are.
1: Yeah, because then you really got to try judging hard. Judging by
4: wars. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you got to like put the effort in to be like, oh, no, but my country, it does great things. This is a great country. We get um, Fredo bars, so we're free.
4: <laughs> True patriotism is sending loads of young men overseas to get shot or blown up.
1: Patriotism was the Falklands War. Um,
3: <laughs> okay, so this has been super not fun pre-show talk. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know.
1: <laughs> I know this kind of took a turn. But more importantly, I hate John Green, and I need everyone to know that.
4: <laughs> I went swimming today, and I saw a lobster, and it was lovely.
1: You saw a lobster, like in the water? Yeah.
4: That's
1: a Hell yeah, Under
4: a
3: rock. In
1: the... I've never Are seen you a real in the sea. I guess. Should I bring us in? Is this enough?
3: Yes, please. Yeah,
1: let's. let's this is take like the worst bit. intro. I'm enjoying this. Um, <coughs> hello, oh, don't cough. <laughs> too chill. <old>. Hello. <laughs> I can't find that.
0: <laughs> What's up, gamers? Welcome <laughs> <Nothing> to Welcome <laughs> to Who Watches the Watch. No. What dost thou want? What's thou like to be Delicious.
2: I'm gonna cast a spell on you. Me. You're gonna do what I want you to. Me. Mix it up here this. in my little bowl. Butter. Say a few words and you lose yes. control. I'm a hex girl. And I'm gonna put a spell on you. gonna put a spell on you.
3: And you speak to me.
1: back to who watches the watch your favorite discord podcast my favorite discord podcast patrick rothfuss's favorite discord podcast he, um, loves, it. he loves it i'm your host charlotte
0: i'm your host lucy
3: i'm your host janos
4: and, and i'm your george host george, george. <laughs> i'm also here i'm thinking about lobsters very sorry this is like george.
3: the one time in the show where you need to say something like every other time it's like <laughs> fine <laughs>
1: It's oh thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I welcome. will follow
3: back up on the Patrick Rothfuss thing now that we've started the show. Okay. Because I've been I've been tweeting about like when I uh, retweeted this show, I added a commentary that I will once again state fuck Patrick Rothfuss and then I made another tweet that was like via a podcast marketing strategy that relies on Patrick Rothfuss name searching and getting angry at us and now, he didn't see us, as far as I'm concerned, but, but someone else uh, retweeted that tweet. <laughs> I looked at that account, and that was like an account of someone dedicated to being angry at Patrick Rothfuss for not releasing the third book of the Kingkiller Chronicles series, <laughs> which is the exact opposite crowd I want to attract.
0: <laughs> Wait, so this person is a Patrick Rothfuss fan? Yes, sort of. Okay. The they like of... hate him. Yeah. But they but they need him.
3: They hate him for not providing the content they crave, yeah. but they do like his work.
1: So they're they just, not mm. really valid.
3: Yeah, they're like reply guy Patrick Rothfuss saying, "Have you forgotten about the quote books?"
0: I don't think he's forgotten. He brings it up almost <laughs> nonstop in his Goodreads reviews.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that was like in 2015
1: yeah now yeah. he has to pretend he didn't write them otherwise people will try and make him release the next now one now he
3: has to conclude his trilogy and he, he probably doesn't know how to do that
1: but he probably realized that they're terrible and now he's like, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know how to end this because i I can't write well
0: yeah shall I <laughs> shall I go over some of the Goodread's reviews for this book just whilst we're vaguely on that topic okay, sure
1: um oh just just as an intro um. We are reading the second half of Equal Rights this week. If you hadn't got that, Equal Rights. Yeah, Equal Rights. Equal Rights, rights, you know? Women on top. (laughs) 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 We are not sponsored by Goodreads, but we could
0: be. We definitely talk about it enough, but I don't think we ever say anything good. Um, You
3: said you like it.
0: It's fine. I use it all the time, but it's a love-hate relationship. It's a hate-hate relationship. Yeah. I do think okay. it's
3: a weird website. Because, like, you know, the medium is the message. And, you know, Letterboxd also cultivates a specific kind of audience of film likers. So, like, Letterboxd also cultivates a specific audience of film fans, right? But that feels less... Weird, I guess. Like, if I go on Letterboxd, I. All the re- most of the reviews seem like sensible and they like the kinds of movies you expect internet people to like. But maybe because like b- books are such a. There's so much more books in the world than films. Mm. <laughs> it feels much more weir- weird how uh, Goodreads has like made this. Weird niche of young adult is like ninety percent of of the books we read.
0: Yeah, I th- it's because of BookTube. It's because like book YouTubers um, log everything on there, and I have not seen a book YouTuber who doesn't exclusively review young adult novels.
3: Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know BookTube was a thing. Honestly.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I was.
1: I was thinking it's more that people who like build their identity around books mm-hmm. are like a very specific type of person compared to people who like movies because most people like movies mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of people read but you have to be a kind of person to be like oh I'm a bookie person and I love to read you know yeah it's yeah. like
0: a personality thing so yeah. I just want to go through some of these reviews for it because these are all the one star reviews which are the most entertaining ones to read um, so there's one review here um, which is the shortest one I can see, um, which just says evil, full stop. <laughs> what? <laughs> the review evil. is just evil. Uh,
3: <laughs> so I can't sorry. believe I'm saying this, but I want this letter letterbook, t- this uh, Goodreads user to elaborate on this because I <laughs> fully can't comprehend what they would even mean.
0: Um, and you know, I was explaining how on Goodreads you can shelve books. Um, this auth- this reviewer has also shelved it into trash. <laughs> uh, they really didn't like it. Um, this it's is another, very funny. Yeah, there's another review here that says another Pratchett that was surprisingly and disappointingly politically correct.
1: Why?
0: <laughs> Imagine like reading all of Terry Pratchett's books and then thinking like, God. I hate all the political correctness in these. God, no, Granny Weatherwax, make in this me one. a sandwich, am I right?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then this is, the, this is the final one, which is... Um, unquestionably one of Pratchett's worst efforts. Although that said, still better than Omens. And actually probably <laughs> better than much of the drivel I've seen out there lately. Almost can I stop to you
3: for a second?
0: <laughs> yeah, go for it.
3: The... Good Omens is like generally beloved, right?
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> and like even even as the Neil game and disliker, I still think it's a really good book. Yeah, I like and it. I <laughs> How how is that like someone's least favorite thing Terry Pratchett wrote? Like total the absolute bottom of the barrel. Even the one-star review for the like even in the one-star review of, of a different book you have to note how Good Omens is even worse.
0: I guess he was just really hate Good Omens. <laughs> but like Good Omens is like very Pratchett, like he's sort yeah. of, it's yeah. all the normal tropes that he does, so I don't really get like, oh really liking his canon, but then finding that one, like the worst, because it is so like, him
1: yeah, they read Good yeah, Omens yeah. they read Good Omens, went God isn't real and then threw the book like at the wall <laughs>
4: <laughs> or they read Good Omens and went, this isn't respectful for God, and then yeah. threw the book at the wall
1: Yeah, I feel like the other is more likely. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) No, I like your first (laughs) explanation though.
1: Yeah, I just like the idea of someone being like a hardcore sci fi atheist and being really into like Pratchett's deconstruction of religion and stuff and then reading good omens and deciding it's too close to the canon.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well
0: Angels, fuck off. (laughs) Um hmm. I will carry on. Yeah, go on. Almost as if the author was goaded into writing this in a hurry by the ubiquitously annoying political correctness crowd, touting some sort of lack in his works of Title Nine attention. What does that mean?
4: Some American T- thing, I think. Like maybe is title that Title Nine? Is Title Is that um What's it called? What do they call it? Like uh, affirmative action? Is that affirmative action? Uh, Let's look
1: it up. Title we say Title Nine. I was going to say, the thing is, this is only his third book, so I'm not sure they're going to be like, wow, there aren't enough female characters in the two books you've written that are quite (laughs) short.
0: It's just really funny that this is... I mean, yeah, it's about women's rights, but to be like, this is annoying political correctness when it's literally men and women can do the same job. Like, that's not, like, that politically correct anymore to say. That's just, like, the normal thing. Yeah. Okay, so... Title Nine of the Education Amendments of 1972 was
1: designed to limit discrimination by sex and sexual harassment in public schools and other government-funded
0: institutions.
4: Well, that sounds pretty politically correct.
0: So this person is annoyed that Terry Pratchett also thinks girls should be able to go to school.
4: <laughs> that's that's edging me back towards the they they actually really like God and thought he was. Yeah. Like, is this person is this person edgy edgy men's rights activist like atheist or? hardcore christian
1: i mean the trick is that they're basically the same thing it's
4: like yeah real horseshoe hours
0: (laughs) (laughs) um this continues to say as if writing is or should be a sporting event formulaic and hurried but unlike previous works no laughs and no haha moments to grab the reader's attention let alone the admiration i hold most of his other works in how are you going to read this book and be like this is too politically correct but you read the rest (laughs) of the books and you think no no no, this is a fine amount of political correctness which which point is it too much like where does it tip Uh, the scales
3: how is this like less funny than the first two books, like I, th- I thought there were more jokes in this one than the Color of Magic or Light Fantastic.
0: I think there were better jokes. I think some of the ones in this I
1: found funnier, but I don't yeah. know. They're they're more effective because they're kind of deeper in a lot of ways. So
3: yeah,
0: they're just sort of better. Yeah, yeah and like his, the, his writing's better.
3: His writing's better. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf laughs. Hate women. Simple as.
2: <laughs> Simple
3: as. No, this is like this is like. But does he also hate all the other witches' books? Potentially. Is, is he like, if a That's woman funny. makes a joke, even if it's a character in a book, it's I, I won't be able to comprehend that as funny because women are just stupid. They, they just say, say <laughs> stupid things. They're not funny.
1: But this book was, like, about women being allowed into uni. And he's like, this is too close to mm-hmm. real-life feminism. Whereas mm. maybe in the other witches' books... They're more about like doing Macbeth, <laughs> and they're yeah, like, okay, yeah. Macbeth, Macbeth is good, but it's not, it's not women being schooled. I don't know. <laughs>
4: but, um, you're, you're so when you're so anti-political correctness that you think like late eighteen nineties feminist <laughs> fights for getting women to be universities.
1: Yeah, too you're much. like fuck the
0: suffragettes, those SJW <laughs> bitches. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I
1: just,
0: it's like that's not like the most it's like that's not like a new feminist thought like that's been the the norm for like a really long time and whether or not it's been like effective to have like equal education for men and women or not is you know um, another matter but it's like not some thing that's come out of the last 10 years where you can be like oh it's the woke brigade it's like this has been one of the main feminist talking points for the last like 100
4: years mm-hmm. yeah the woke. The woke Taliban are giving women <laughs> education, <laughs> just like the real Taliban did, I guess.
0: <laughs> I'm worried we're strawmanning him a little bit, but
1: um, probably he's the one who said like this is too politically
0: correct. Have That's you? Um, true. I'm I'm going through.
1: The I will other also books point that out that hated. this
3: review is from April 2020, so this isn't like some. That's-
0: Oh my yeah. god. He, okay. hate, yeah, he also one-starred Good Omens, but also The Hunger Games. Can you tell me what he hates about Good Omens? I really want to know. I'll see if he wrote a review.
3: This Got is a really it.
0: personal call-out. Um... <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> we like to go We're after people as individuals.
3: Name, so. <laughs> yeah, I found the Good Omens review. Oh, you found it? Yeah, it's just a few sentences. <gasps> yeah. The real Terry Pretchett will be missed stand in Neil Gaiman does not even come close a loose fabrication Standing. of the most discordant kind i'm not sure if gaiman even knows does... what whimsy is when writing fiction mediocre and quite forgettable try so this does person think thinks neil gaiman... that, <laughs> 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 that this was written by neil gaiman after terry pratchett died
4: <laughs> that's really funny I think, I think it does also
3: i don't i don't know
4: if... Terry Pratchett ever heard of Title line? because I hadn't until now
1: well yeah because he's not American I think
4: everywhere is America Charlotte
1: I forgot I forgot sometimes I forget that everywhere is America
0: that is like the experience of being on the internet sometimes but I'm just like baffled by does he think like that's so funny I just (laughs) (laughs) Neil Gaiman trying to like rip off Terry Pratchett in Good Omens like dude (laughs) Like, the copy of Good Omens that I had had an interview with the both of them at the end of the book where they talk about writing with each other.
1: Yeah, mine did as well. That's like the normal
0: copy of that book has that interview. So I just. Well,
1: Terry Pratchett is dead in it and Neil Gaiman is puppeting him. Um... Yeah. Uh,
4: Maybe making, this review was planted to provide content for us.
0: That's a, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm just creating Goodreads sock puppet accounts so that I can, like. Drive our <laughs> mm-hmm. content machine forwards a little bit. More. Uh-huh. You <laughs> see, I always interestingly,
3: you to- uh, they also only like they gave Guards Guards five stars and Going Postal four stars, but they didn't try to review for that.
1: They like Guards Guards because it's about cops.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just funny yeah. that uh, that this guy the uh, only wrote reviews of the Terry Pratchett books he hates, um, while still claiming that. <laughs> He's That's very relatable.
0: Yeah, I rarely <laughs> write a review for something unless I hate it. Yeah. yeah, if
1: I like a book, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. Whereas if I hate it, I know very specifically why I hate it.
0: Yeah.
3: like I'm... Why are all your podcasts about books you like, then?
0: So we can talk about people who hate those books that we like.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 We're very positive And in some people. cases
0: like those books, but we hate those
1: people. And also I'm talking about the stuff I don't like in the books that I like. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, is that a segue?
1: Yeah, let's segue like right into this book. Okay, so yeah. this week we finished off um, "Equal Rights." It's quite—it's very
3: short. It I'm sorry, I'm short. just still scrolling through these <laughs> reviews, and he also gave a one-star review to "The Three Musketeers" by Alexandre Dumas, a book from like the nineteenth century. How-
0: oh, people do that. People leave one-star reviews for like super old books
3: that's insane that's
0: very funny
4: there's actually four musketeers so uh, gotcha <laughs> doom-er, you doom
0: that's
1: me going on there and leaving a one star review of um, On the Road by Jack Kerouac he deserves yeah, that's it um, <laughs> that's
3: yeah, that's a different thing uh, the book
4: that launched a thousand penguin cover bags
1: yeah for sure okay no we're gonna talk about equal rights um, yeah. equal rights Equal Rights. Um, yeah, today we are talking about the second half of the book Equal Rights, in which our character Esque, like Kills gets God. into the uni- <laughs> yeah, she gets into the university. Um, she works as a maid in order to try and learn. She accidentally goes to the dungeon dimensions. Granny Weatherwax meets um, the arch chancellor whose name is Q- Q- Q-
0: Q- cute cute, cuticle.
3: Cute cute angle, angle. I, th- I thought it's his name cut is angle. Cute angle cut angle like someone cuts an angle i don't know if that's cut a angle. Thing.
0: cute angle i was thinking of Ooh. cute angle because of acute angles
1: yeah I that's, don't a, know, that's cute, what uh, i was like thinking.
0: a cute angle yeah
3: i was i keep saying I cut angle.
1: whatever his name um uh, she helps Esk with the wizard staff um Esk and the boy simon decide to create a new kind of magic where you don't do magic um granny weatherwax get boyfriend and that's like the the end of the book <laughs> yeah
4: um i love how wizards invariably fancy granny weatherwax
1: they that's, really i mean hot. people people do all the time in these books terry Pratchett yeah. loves to make people really be
0: really into granny weatherwax which i think is good i mean i think she's probably pretty sexy like
3: she's handsome <laughs> like probably. an older
0: woman kind of way i know she's not actually a mother but like milfy she's a milf yeah,
3: yeah. no and like they're all they're wilf. both old so i think it makes sense like hmm
0: yeah i guess I mean, she's not a milf for him she's like a wolf like a, yeah. a witch <laughs> yeah
3: because because there's like like the the whole sexual tension between them begins by them having that like magic off mm. yeah uh which you know and and the, the next scene of them is like they're say, them saying to each other, "Well, uh, oh, that was quite good," and then immediately like rolling a
4: cigarette. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's very good. She's like, do they help with nerves? I yeah. Well, they are. Yeah. Um.
4: And oh, ooh, I have some podcast, not podcast, and um, some like folk song stuff. Um. For that, because you know they do a they do a transformation chase, which is a long, a long. Uh, it's in a, a number of legends and folk tales I was thinking it was so a sorcerer's
0: people... apprentice reference. I mean, it's it goes back to like Greek myths. That's like Venus yeah. and
4: where they change into things that uh, will sort of counteract one another. Mm. Um, it's a long, it's a long, long established trope. It's in the ta- Taliesin, I think it is, the Welsh yeah. figure. Um, and there's a folk song called, I think, The Blacksmith. Or, um, uh, it's sexual politics are uh, to be uh, criticized heavily. <laughs> and it doesn't understand consent in the slightest. But it is, um, it is uh, a wizard who is also a blacksmith. It tries to bed um, and marry a, a young woman. Um, and they do, a, they do a transformation chase. And eventually he turns into a bed and she gets into the bed it's it's a bit it's a bit weird but i don't know why did she get in the song? yeah so
3: i fully thought it's a reference to the disney movie the sword in the stone
0: i was thinking it's just greek myths isn't it there's like
4: six i mean it's, it's a long it's greek long myths. established it's throughout
3: this, Yeah, but uh, yeah, like, I mean, there's like a full like everywhere. five minute sequence in that cartoon where they're just doing that
1: yeah, well, I thought it was, that's probably from the Sorcerer's Apprentice as well, and the original Sorcerer's Apprentice story, and I thought that because, obviously, there's a lot of w- wizard apprentices, so I thought he was like, look, Sorcerer's Apprentice. What is the Sorcerer's but, yeah.
3: Apprentice? Because I googled it's it, a and story. It, just, it just gives me a movie from 2010. Oh my it's god, not, is that the one with Nicolas based on Cage. the story.
1: It's like, I, I don't know who, it's like a folktale thing, yeah, I read a... Yeah, so there's a bunch of different folk fairy tales that are, like, similar. I can't remember which one I I read, but it is, it is similar in that it has, like... He's, like, a sorcerer, and he has a magic stick that allows him to do magic, The Apprentice does, and um, he uses magic to, like, take buckets of water... Um, yes. From the well, but it goes wrong and it does it too much and you can't. Yeah, it that's stop. that's the
3: same thing that happens in the poem, but there's yeah. no like because what I was referring to is like the the whole when they're like turning into different things.
1: Yeah, well, the I thought that the in wizard. the end of it,
3: and in the Disney movie mm. that I'm talking about, *The Sword in the Stone*, there's also a witch and the wizard who both have a who have a show of when they they keep turning into different animals.
1: I mean it's probably a reference to all of them pretty much. It doesn't happen
3: in the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Like there's no witch in it. That's why I I meant it reminded mm. me much more of that.
1: What was I gonna say? Yeah, there's a bit um where she's there, um Granny Weatherwax and Qtangle get in the boat and she's like um using a broomstick as like a paddle and Q-Tangle's just like, damn, the way she's doing that is making yeah. me have inconvenient feelings. <laughs> So <laughs> like, why why is why specifically that I mean, okay, <laughs> she's pretty sexy.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of that.
1: Yeah, at one point he at the end he imagines her wearing silk and then like heavily bites into his skull. Yeah, like...
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of yeah, it's it's the classic joke of um, being titillated not by skin but just like only. Twelve layers of clothes instead of thirteen.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it is it's very funny because she has that whole relationship. Well, she had like a previous relationship with Rig Kelly, which you find out about in one of the later books. And I think it's just very funny that very very powerful wizards um,
0: have relationships with Granny Weatherwax <laughs> a lot. They find her. They find her mysterious. Yeah, and she's very commanding, and that's what they
1: want. <laughs> There's so yeah. many fun things at the end of this book. I thought it was really
4: weird. <laughs> it is. A w- it just kind of ends. Yeah.
3: Okay, so let's Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the the whole like the whole theme that we talked about of gender in the first half of this, it just kind of oh. stops, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, the metaphor yeah. sort of trails off. You could say
1: Like, this would be stretching it, really. You could say at the end when her and Simon come up with this concept of, like, doing magic by not doing magic, you could say that's, like, being neither witch nor wizard because you're, like, doing the opposite of magic, but that's stretching it a bit. It does sort of
0: peter out. I mean, it does end with them coming up with the combined witch and wizard magic and, like, the university starting to change to, like, both of them, so you could bring it in and say, like, well, the metaphor stops because the culture changed. Mm. But, like...
4: It does also it? doesn't, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> mostly
1: she, mostly it's just, like, not really addressed. I'm not sure yeah. how Esk like, comes to term with her issues from the first half of the book, because she just sort of doesn't.
3: <laughs> she just likes it now.
1: <laughs> yeah. she sort of accepted, and she that's kind of what she wanted, but I'm not sure how she changes significantly, apart from
0: i don't know coming out really there's, a, not doing there's a thing in this there's, you don't get there, any
4: introspection from her after that no point yeah that they give her a hat there's no internal monologue or
3: anything. yeah like the, the book kind of stops being about her and it's more about granny weatherwax in the second half like there's yes. like yeah there's like 80 pages where s doesn't even show up
0: yeah which is weird yeah. because they have this whole like hero's journey metaphor in it like where granny weatherwax and cute are talking and he says wizards should never go home and then she says I don't think they can go home. You can't cross the same river twice, I always think mm-hmm. it's like. Oh, so well, I love this, that like, scene though. It's no, it's really good, but you have this like mm. hero's journey metaphor that they're talking about and like never being the same, but like she so <laughs> she's sort of like is the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose it's one of those things where the world is changing around her and she does change locations. Like there is an, an example of her actually going back home. But yeah, it doesn't. It we does, don't
1: get like just, a lot of self-reflection on it. It has a very abrupt end. It sort of it just stops. <laughs> yeah, it it sort of does stop, and there isn't a lot of.
3: Yeah, I was like looking at my Kindle page numbering, and I saw that there's only like ten more pages left, and you know the main conflict still hasn't really been addressed. <laughs>
0: hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's. I wonder if it's that he like got halfway through, thought about the idea for sorcery, because there's like so yeah. much in this about raw magic, and was like, okay, I'll just finish this. I'll finish this, and then back to Rincewind <laughs> afterwards. He was like, okay, let's just get it over with, and then I can write it more about wizards. Well, they keep
1: mentioning the word sorcery a few times towards the end as well. He yeah. Was just like yeah. I was talking about gender, but now I've gotten a bit like I'm like I don't know how to conclude because I don't really know that much about gender, and now I'm confused. So I guess. <laughs> We defeat the dungeon dimensions.
3: <laughs> Yay, we did it.
1: <laughs> we killed God. <laughs> and I remember, because when I think of this book, I remember Simon being so much of more of a significant character because he <laughs> becomes significant. But he is in, like, <laughs> three scenes, maybe,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> in this entire book. Um, but they have this whole thing about him doing, like, quantum magic or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And that this maybe attracting the dungeon dimensions but that's not even really like explored that much. Um No. <laughs>
3: well, yeah, for for a concept that that is like that he clearly put thought into and that is like super intriguing for the implications of the word like cuz I I found that thing interesting because it almost had like a meta textual element to it. Yes. About how he was like, you know, words have power and things don't exist unless we think of them. Uh, which, like, in a meta thing, uh, is could be like about writing, you know. But then he just sort of didn't... I
1: thought it was a quantum theory reference, but that makes sense as well, yeah. I think
3: it's both. Like It, it can be yeah. both, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure how interested
4: Toe Pratchett really is in the dungeon dimension. Like, it's something he came up with, and it's included in the sort of early books. It does dro- get dropped eventually, and even in this, he has Granny, someone asks Granny what they are, and she says, nobody really knows, they're just kind of bad things. <laughs> it's like, he's not yeah. even that interested in exploring it himself beyond that.
1: I mean, we talked about that last episode, um, in that they serve mm. as a scary thing that will happen to you if you get too absorbed in power but they're very general in that yeah you, you do powerful things and then these horrible things will come for you because they want shape and they want to get in and later on yeah. he goes a bit more specific with things that happen yeah. to you if you I obsessively think... try and get power
0: yeah because people's yeah. plots start becoming less about like i just want lots of magic and more specifically about like i want control of this place or I'm going to build yes. this giant pyramid, et cetera. So, like, you actually do have more of a specific villain rather than, oh, here's a nebulous group of like eldritch gods that look like sort of chicken crusts with rhinos or whatever. Yeah.
1: And yes. they'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> and when they do come yeah. back later, because they come back in moving pictures, but mm-hmm. through
3: um, almost yeah.
1: through the medium of like film as being scary and like the idolatry and iconography of film and celebrity being. What's bad, rather than it being just like scary monsters.
4: I love moving pictures.
1: Yeah, so good.
3: I'm so excited for that one. Uh, But yeah, I it it feels it feels like he's coming up with concepts. (laughs) (laughs) And but like it it makes sense if we think of these really as he just writes as he goes, because he like comes up with a cool concept halfway through the book. But it's like t- too much of a high concept for something that should be introduced this late. I think into th- into the book like this. You know, he can he could just write an entire book about it. But now he's already yeah, wrote think, half a book about gender.
1: Well, yeah, because I think it becomes um, the sort of ponder stibbins scientific magic yeah. that happens in the and um,
3: Yeah, that's like the other books. thing that it feels like he. Came up with a ton of concepts here that he later comes back and, like, really fleshes out, but with different characters sometimes. Yeah. Uh, like with Ponder, like with uh, <laughs> with the whole, like, teacher-trainee-witch relationship that he's going to later yes. n- do the Tiffany Aching books about. Yeah. Uh, there was something else.
1: A lot of Esk's struggles with witchcraft are also very similar to yeah. some of the stuff that Tiffany has later on, like very similar but a lot more detailed and a lot more fleshed out
3: oh yeah and sure. the other thing is the the thing we already mentioned the granny wizard chemistry that gets uh,
1: I mean, granny, granny just has chemistry wherever she goes <laughs> yeah
0: yeah. I was thinking there's some stuff I really do really like about Esk in this book like the bit where she's gotten into the university and she's trying to show off her powers in front of the wizards And they don't work. And I was just Mm -hmm. thinking, like, how much that made me flashback to my own childhood of, like, not magic, obviously, but, like, trying to play the violin in front of people and (laughs) sucking at it. And, like, everyone's like, come on, play for your family, you know, you're under pressure now. And it's like, great, this isn't Mm going to work. It was just one of those that, like, yeah, I relate to this. That's a very, like, childhood kind of anxiety thing. Well, it's when um, Till brings her in
1: as well, and he's obviously kind of doing it to be cruel. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Granny Weatherwax is like, well, if you're going to do this to yourself, you can do it by your own <laughs> by yourself. I'm not going in there because I know what's going on.
0: Yeah, she's like, I don't want to watch this.
1: No. Um, we introduced him uh, Mrs. Whitlow, the housekeeper, who is a recurring character.
3: Oh, yeah, those scenes are pretty cool. I like yeah. those.
1: Yeah, uh, it's very funny. I love this idea of Granny Weatherwax coming to the city and just being, like, really into it. And she immediately yeah. does really
0: well. Yeah, um, she blossoms. Despite being a country bumpkin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot.
3: <laughs>
2: oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing about this book. Like, I think, because the criticisms we have are, like, on the whole structure of the book and on, mm. yeah. you know, higher, like, th- th- things about you know, how he built up the story and w- w- where it the- ends up in the end and whether the themes he started in the beginning get paid off at all. But, like, from a scene-to-scene basis, it's it's great. Like, I think the individual scenes are all really fun to read. It just yeah, doesn't no, quite just add up into, into a complete story.
1: Yeah, I just... It is really just nice to read, definitely. Um, and I think the development of Granny as a character is very significant actually in this book like she is very well realized immediately yeah um whatever Patrick Rothfuss seems to think (laughs) (laughs) um the stuff we're here with her immediately like um making all these potions for everyone and getting all this stuff and she's like maybe I should send for my goats I could like set (laughs) up shop here in uh in Angmore you know she gets she she's just good at stuff um and there's a very funny bit where she's reading the witch sign outside the university to go talk to the housekeeper, and she sort of privately decides that city witches aren't very smart, which I just thought was very funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's just like so set in her ways, but she's so she's so easy to visualize as a character. Like everything about her, I can picture exactly who she is. Mm. Yeah. So, so, Harry Patrick.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and going going back to that fight that she has with
1: um cute angle where they're turning into the different things Um, that's the sort of like witch power that Esk is like doesn't think is real or doesn't normally see Yeah, because she doesn't do it very often because that sort of witchcraft is not doing it but that doesn't mean they can't do things or aren't powerful it's just that they don't feel the
4: need to (laughs)
1: And Granny Weatherworks often does things that are incredibly powerful and then it's like, what? No, it's just, you know.
4: (laughs) That is one of the things that does carry on from this book is the wizards become, I suppose after sorcery as well, which we will get to, the wizards do become a lot less into throwing fireballs everywhere for no reason and a lot more academic and choosing not to do magic because they can do magic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because in this like yeah, they're just he's, very lazy. He's like the arch chancellor of the university and she beats him. I mean she doesn't beat him but he privately admits to himself like she would have won this this fight if we'd kept going. And it's like yeah. so what this one hedge witch from the middle of nowhere up in the Ramtops is just going to beat you the arch chancellor of the university and you still think witchcraft is stupid. Um, well she's not she's um, not a
1: hedge witch Lucy because hedge witch is a very specific class of witch. Sorry yeah you're right my bad. <laughs>
4: She's got her or own wizard.
1: cottage, you. Yeah, she has her own her own witch cottage, which means she's a uh, high ranking. Um, they do yeah, make a joke a... about hedge wizards in this, where they're like they're just like wizards who talk to plants. Um, yeah, I liked that. Yeah. Though. <laughs> hedge wizards. seems funny. like a good existence. Yeah, because we were we were talking about hedge wizards and um, a song of babies and puppies, so I just thought it was funny that it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot weirdness <gasps> yeah. with the staff. I'm not sure what the conclusion of the staff story is. I have
3: no idea what the metaphor of the staff is, yeah.
0: Is
1: it... Um, it's got
3: a, got a knob on the end.
0: It's very funny <laughs> Like, as a... I guess, yeah. Piece of imagery, <laughs> like... I can't, there's just this scene with Granny Weatherworks about when she talks. She talks about like now you can't transfer any of this pain onto S. If S dies, I will like do all this stuff. For you and um, Q-Tangle flinches as she's talking about like yeah. stripping down the staff, and it's just this like, oh okay, staff is dick. <laughs> staff is dick. <laughs> um, there's a thing where she gives
1: up the power where she. Puts the staff away when she's in the dungeon dimensions, which I guess is sort of her metaphorically giving up the staff's power because then at the end it doesn't have carvings or anything anymore and it's more just like a stick. But I'm not
0: sure what it means Mm. exactly.
4: It's Mm. not well explored.
0: Mm. Trying to look through my quotes and stuff like that. I
3: have have some. I have one that I underline because it's just so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's. The light was misty and actinic, the sort of light to make Steven Spielberg reach for his copyright lawyer. What?
0: <laughs> that feels like a very specific, targeted joke about feels very Steven dated. Spielberg suing probably some independent filmmaker for doing something he did.
3: I think it's just a reference to the way of, like, the the typical Steven Spielberg lighting, where it's like, you know, there's these uh, flashlights in in fog or whatever. But it's just yeah. a weird joke to make in a fantasy <laughs> book where Steven Spielberg doesn't exist in the canon of the book.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love those kinds of meta jokes. He Don't does make me do laugh. that a few times. There was another one as well, and I can't remember what it was. I, I highlighted a couple of the jokes in this. One of my favorite ones is like um, Eskin Weatherwax taking up a house in the Shades, living near... A very well connected man who sold stolen items for a living with the line, Good oh fences
1: make good neighbors. <laughs>
0: yeah, was I was great.
1: thinking about that when I was like, God damn it.
0: Or <laughs> <laughs> the, the paleontology one that was fossils were well known on the Discworld, great spiraled shells and badly constructed creatures that were left over from the time when the creator hadn't really decided what he wanted to make <laughs> and was, as it were, just idly messing around with the Pleistocene. Amazing stuff. <laughs> I love I the pun
1: scene, <laughs> oh, amazing scene. Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> yeah, the, the other reference to real life things was when it talked about like finding a wadded up um, pound note in the back of your pocket when it's been through like a washer and a dryer and the ironing process, But I'm
3: okay which... with that
4: <laughs> <I
3: think that's...
1: laughs> They don't have pa- they don't have pounds so it's definitely like a pound yeah. Oh it does date
4: it as well It it's dates funny. it so badly, pound <laughs>
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I, I I don't know. For some reason, that bothers me less than actually saying the name Steven Spielberg.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do kind of get that. It's very, it's, it drags you out of it. It super takes me out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it though. I, I. because I I always think of the Discworld as existing in the same universe as this planet, so... Yeah. I'm like, yeah. we... Well, there's, there's so true. many references all the time
1: that are just explicit, like, normal... What did he call them? He calls them round-world references. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um.
3: I think they're good. <laughs> no, like, it's just... Um, the, the thing that's messing with my brain here is... It's just the name. Is yeah. that... Uh, not... Like, it's that, but put in a larger context, it's because there's also so many... Jokes that are references to real world things, where it's like through a layer, like you know the yeah. thing where it's where he makes up band names that are clearly lef- references <laughs> to real band names, but they're like different, you know. So, so mm, th- yeah. it's weird to have both. All the right? whole of moving pictures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like th- it's weird to have jokes that are like uh, differently, like differently described things, like you know. Or like, like even the concept of the iconograph or whatever.
0: Kinda. I just, I don't hate it. I think I just quite like those jokes. So I'm I'm reticent to criticism. <laughs>
2: um.
0: Yeah. I just don't think he
1: thinks about it that much. I think he just like, is like, oh, this is joke and I'm going to yeah, write probably.
4: it. probably. <laughs> That's I think, part of his voice.
1: Yeah, I think a part of it is this whole like 400 words a day thing where it's like not even that consistent all the way through the book. But there's yeah. like... I don't know, yeah. just almost like random <laughs> jokes. It's like Mad Libs. Um, yeah.
4: I think if most people wrote 400 words a day in the same style that he did, it'd be very bad books. Yeah. For the most part. <gasps> Probably. Well, they're
1: not if you just like edit them in the correct way, or if you have like, an idea, or you go back and rewrite them afterwards. But I'm not sure he ever really did. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a very funny... Um, Essay in his book of essays, which is about him um, writing Small Gods, um, where he's literally just sitting at his desk, and it's like he's writing his thought processes as he writes the beginning four hundred words of Small Gods, which is just him like obsessively thinking about turtles, and then going through mm. like books and being like, "What happens with a turtle? Why would you drop a turtle from a great height? Why would you kill someone with a turtle?" And that's like the whole premise of Small Gods.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the and turtle can just... moves.
0: The turtle does move. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just going through my notes, and I had like one quote from the end that I really liked, but I don't know what I have to say about it. You know, <laughs> mm. I don't know. Oh, I don't the, know what uh, my thoughts it, are on this.
4: Is it the ants?
0: No, it's the she's hardly more than a child, and children throws all away sooner or later. The weatherwax says to the staff. It was just like yeah, it's interesting. It's Interesting. Yeah, that's just
1: very, very like. Star Wars, The Last Jedi, they are what we grow beyond stuff. You know, yeah. kids, they, they just hate you after a while.
0: Kids today growing up and moving on <laughs> with their lives. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Everyone's very employed in this book. If someone, at the end. Yeah. if someone has a stutter, you should not correct them. You should just let them say it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's
3: that's weird, the whole stutter stuff.
1: Yeah, and he sort of overcomes it. It's he just, just loses like
3: it. Okay, that's how it works.
1: Well, Matt. Going to the dungeon dimensions is the same as speech therapy. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I've seen the King's speech. It's about confidence or something. Um, They said
4: they said they would bring something that wasn't quite like was like looked like Simon but wasn't quite like him. So maybe he's just different now.
1: Maybe oh, it's it's, like the end. he's like a different Simon, and she just thinks she's brought the real Simon. Yeah, they brought the Black Lodge Simon. Damn a twist.
4: Not exactly, just like...
3: You have not seen Twin Peaks, George, but that literally happens there.
4: Is it any... No, I'm not going to say it. (laughs) I'm going to fucking
1: kill
4: you. I I really want to say it, but I'm not going to. Is it a damn
0: good cup of coffee?
4: (laughs) Yes! Charlie, you reminded me of what I'd done the other day. Like, I'd forgotten I'd ever done that. Uh, I have never I forgotten. Was, I was just laughing to myself for like ten minutes about it. I
1: just, I stored, it up, I stored so it up in my, in my big, my big brain cabinet called minor resentments, and that. So it's just there
4: forever. <laughs> big, big gray book.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: this is like when I say freaking sweet, Lois, despite not having watched Family Guy. Um, both of those are at the same level.
1: No, because no one should watch Family Guy. I
0: still
3: well, haven't what else seen is Twin it? Peaks either. I I marked this other joke that I, monkey turds from a lamasery or some dried llama turds from a monastery. What?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is a lamasery? A yamasery? Is it like?
3: Is
4: that a thing? Um, it, or did it, he... I'm still it? It's like, it's a it's a monastery for l- lamas uh, like a, like the Dalai Lama,
3: you know? Yeah. Oh But the it, Dalai it, Lama. It's... Writes itself with his, himself with just one L, and this writes "la really like "lama" the animal.
0: But that's because they're trying to make. Oh, a that's joke That's probably about a dumb llamas. joke. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's such a convoluted joke, it... though. Like monkey it's... and monastery doesn't sound that much alike.
4: Have you considered <laughs> that, that it's a good joke? <laughs> <laughs> you know, He's I'm just considering. Like, this it is now. a
0: great. He's like, this is great wordplay, people
1: will love this. And and
0: he was right. All of Terry Pratchett's puns just seemed to be like he thought of a kind of funny joke and then worked his hardest to bend the story around so he could put it in. Oh, it definitely is. (laughs) I mean, I love it. Like, I enjoy it. I like the jokes. But it's very funny to me.
3: Um, I want to do, like, I I, I thought of this, like, only today, so I didn't prep it. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. But I kind of want us to just try to start keeping track of all the things that are established about this world, like how, how this world works. Yeah,
0: I, well, like with the light being slow and stuff, stuff like that. Yeah,
3: exactly. Like, I kind of wonder what the con- how consistent each of these are. So, like, I'm thinking back, what did we establish in Color of Magic and Light Fantastic? So, first...
0: Trolls is rocks.
3: Trolls is rocks. Magic... Um, has octarine light
0: elves uh-huh. exist
3: elves exist and they're bastards mm. uh,
0: dry dryads exist
3: doing magic is better than an orgasm <laughs> that's a thing that was established yeah um established that there's like a parallel universe like you can get into round world from this world yeah. Like that's the thing that happens. Or only
0: if you're very scared. Yeah, mm. only in moments of incredibly high stress. <laughs> which I wish was um, the case in our world. I'd love to be really stressed and then end up on the disc. That would be nice. <laughs> I'm not sure I would. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty easy to die, I think. Yeah.
3: They established that uh, great A twin can have children.
1: Yeah. Great twin is like genderless. But can produce offspring yeah. on its own.
4: Lots of um lots of like reptiles are parthenogenic.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think that's just how the animals work. Uh, and then this one, we we establish Okay, so we have the lightest slow thing, I think that appears here yeah. at first. Like that's mm-hmm. you know, I think that one's in
1: the thing. first con- two as well. That's pretty consistent, yeah. that's always talked about.
3: Yeah. And then at the end it's the thing about how the university is now going through some reforms where they want to Do like, more hedology. Do more hedology, yeah. like the, Combine witch magic and wizard magic and that Simon and Esk start a new type of magic. Hmm. Like, that's that's a thing that's established, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Like, the end of this book seems to be going that way.
4: And um, then Esk is never mentioned again <laughs> until yeah the Shepherd's Crown, I think it is or I shall it...
1: wear midnight
4: I shall wear midnight, yeah
1: well, that's like yeah. a late book, right well, es- I'm reading the I'm reading the wiki entry for esk um <laughs> it says uh, initially it was assumed that Esk had died during sorcery <laughs> okay <gasps> um, <No! laughs> what well, because you know some fairly major stuff happens in that book. I don't <laughs> yeah. know about it, I don't no spoilers. know where this she became legendary and then she turns up again in I show at midnight where she's um, living in Ankmore book she still has her staff but she's taken the knob off the end
0: that's funny I like that she's circumcised
3: <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> that's not what circumcision is <laughs>
0: circumcision is where they (laughs) chop the end of your dick off I know what I'm talking about (laughs) they take the first half an inch just completely (laughs) off
4: yeah uh, just right off (laughs) big pair of scissors
1: that's why (laughs) Americans are so sad oh and (laughs) then we also
3: establish in this book that because that's I think this is going to become a thing that it's sometimes more powerful to not do magic on purpose Mm -hmm. than doing magic also, it's we established disgusting. the granny Rex so is hot.
4: Yeah, but that—that that is. Yeah. Known. Oh yeah, she's, he, he, she's, she's hot, but she does not fuck. I mean, she could. <laughs> or, or, not anymore. Like.
1: So just Maybe. reading the reading this last bit about Esk that says Esk refers to elasticated string theory, which was one of Simon's specialties. Um, <laughs> string <laughs> theory confirmed.
0: Yeah, what are we talking about? Sorry just establish like canon I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll make a yeah. list after this so we can like do like I list. mean
1: canon is very elastic in these books yeah. it's like basically whatever is important for the story at the time is true some things carry on but sometimes they only like semi carry on so like one of the characters um like Agnes when you first meet her is just very like she like ha- she goes under the persona of like Perdita as like another name that she uses when she's trying to be mysterious. And then in the next book with her, she just has two personalities um, with different names. Basically, it's just like whatever works at the time for what he's trying to do.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um. And do we have anything else to say about the book?
0: I don't think so.
3: How did we like it?
4: Uh,
0: <laughs> I liked it.
4: I like it. I think
0: it's good. good. I think it's better than the previous two. Yeah. The writing is more consistent. Um, Yes. There's metaphors, (laughs) even if they do get kind of abandoned sort of halfway through, but. The characters are more character y. Um, Although, maybe this one is too politically correct for me.
4: Um, (laughs) Oh, you've changed my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Terry Pratchett started (laughs) cancel culture uh, with. His 1987 mm-hmm. book, Equal Rights, and that is why the woke Taliban now reigns supreme in the halls of power, yeah, from Downing Street to the Champs Elysees.
0: And now, like, this book written in 1987, more like written in 1984.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh. God damn, great.
0: Yeah, it was, you're
3: welcome. <laughs> so I went on some research on uh, Quora.com, and th- the thing I I got is like not quite related to this book, but I want to explain my thought process here. So I was starting off by like searching for equal rights, as you do, and mm. yeah, like there's there's one person who asked uh, if. If there's a trans narrative in it, and three answers said no, so I guess that's decided.
0: <laughs> oh, I guess we we were wrong. I guess
1: that's confirmed then. Uh,
3: and then then I tried to like look for the themes of the book. So I searched for I searched for female wizard. If there's and there's a few questions about how about whether there are female wizards or not, and uh, most. Most people say the sensible thing, which is, well, it depends on which book you're reading or which fantasy universe you're reading, and th- th- there's going in mean,
1: real life <laughs> different
3: uh, answers <laughs> uh, answers to that. There was one person who uh, made like a twisted thought experiment that Ooh. was, if a if a wizard uses polyjuice potions to turn into a woman and then become pregnant and then turn back, what happens to the baby?
2: Uh, so
4: I- <laughs> Someone should just DM that to J.K. Rowling repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an incitement to harassment. Do not do that. Do it in Minecraft.
1: This is just like in the Mabinogion, where a woman jumps over a log and immediately gives birth because she isn't a virgin. Great. <laughs> I am thinking about Does it. This. That's how Wales is, you know. It is. You jump over a log and you just have to, you give birth instantly. And then she curses it and it's like, it's
0: not the child's fault. Chill out. I guess the baby just gets like fucking destroyed, right? Okay. (laughs) I don't think it can, I don't think you can be fertile. If you're polyjuiced, probably.
3: That's probably thinking, the answer Do you think that?
0: that that's, like, the main wizard way of giving abortions? Where if you're someone with a womb and you no, have a baby no. and you don't want it, they give you polyjuice potion.
4: <laughs> no, they
3: so, just so, cast fetus deletus.
0: It's a well-known <laughs>
1: <and that's, laughs> God, God damn it.
3: So then I was, like, looking at the... Because there's a related questions section on Quora, yeah. And that's... It's very dangerous, cause I
4: isn't Quora full of boomers?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. That's that's the, the uh, thing I'm building up to. Basically,
0: it's like sort of. Oh, they, they don't know how <laughs> to use it.
3: Because as I was clicking on the related questions, I suddenly landed in a in a parallel universe. I mm. I can't process cause th- this is a question. There's like tons of variations on this one, like. People asking this, this with different wording, uh, but this Quora is the question: How do I identify a witch?
0: Well, <laughs> you use a ducking. Yeah, skull, I know. You, you you drown <laughs> and her, and then if she well, dies, she's she's yeah. a human.
3: So. There's some answers if she, that said I, that, if but she I...
4: floats. She a witch?
3: <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> but the, the the top answer to this is by someone who has. I, I'm not not gonna say their name, but. It says, you know, name, comma, paranormal researcher and Bible believer. Oh. If you hover over his profile, it says name, and then below it, it says Christian Goth. Goth. Mm, nice. And then there's a part where. Square is such a bullshit website that, <laughs> that. There's a part where you basically put in your education, I guess? Oh, cool. Because there's, there's that university head thing. And. I guess it's for uh, providing credentials about like showing how you're actually qualified to answer this question. And this person is very qualified because they have their education is self-taught vampirology, maleficology, (laughs) occultism and demonology, demonology and Christian apologetics.
1: (laughs) Christian apologetics. (laughs) What is that? Is that apologising for being Christian? I think so. No, or is it saying no. the
0: Catholic Church did nothing wrong, uwu?
4: <laughs> no, it's like writing sympathetically about it, basically. I see.
0: Like, about- oh. To be fair, to be fair to this person, oh, like I don't a- know okay. what kind of professional um, qualifications you can get in vampirology.
1: I think they um, have You can go, you can go to vampire school and get your vampire degree, Lucy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Oxford, Oxford Brookes do one, don't they?
0: If you put like qualifications, I'm a vampire Does that count? It should <laughs> I think it's so funny that Quora makes you do that Because since signing up just to read the website The emails I get from them are like Would Thanos have been able to pick up Thor's hammer? And it's like, so do I have oh, to have same. to discuss this?
3: <laughs> I'm getting a ton of those And Harry Potter questions And yeah, Naruto questions one. for some reason
0: I had one earlier today that looked like it was meant to go on something like our relationships on Reddit, but instead was sent to me, um, <laughs> which is about like I am um, going to give birth and my husband wants his parents to be there. I don't want this. What should I do? And it's like I yeah. this is on Quora. What's the what's the what's Quora's mission statement?
3: <laughs> my recent ones are: Who are the true villains in Harry Potter?
0: Voldemort.
3: Why was Snape <laughs> mean to Hermione when she actually was one of the best in his class? Because
0: he's a little bitch. Move, like, next question.
3: <laughs> Why would a composer prefer one key to another?
0: Easier to write music in. Because, next question.
1: Because, what if Naruto like was the
3: one who went Sas- rogue instead of Sasuke?
0: That would be
1: a better show.
3: <laughs> anyway, let's um, get back can... to the witch uh, question.
1: Sasuke only goes rogue because of his brother. Okay,
3: because this is a long answer i'm not gonna read all of it but the first like it starts out great well many witches these days brag about it on social media so you have that
0: <laughs> hmm. yeah you don't even need to go on a witch hunt anymore they'll just put it in their twitter buyers
1: yeah the quest the answer is ask them you know yeah <laughs> do you remember that woman who was like I can't remember what the drama was about, but she was arguing with someone and ended up cursing them with infertility and like put like a big curse sign on her
3: Twitter. <laughs> oh, and well, then um, and then this person goes on. Damn. Here's how to find a witch who might not be so open. Remember, prayer is our only protection and the only advised weapon. Put your faith in God to rain his wrath upon them personally, or try to move them to repent as he sees fit. Your job is to bring them closer to Gal. Quote the Bible. Be kind and understanding. Mm. Never be judgmental or push them away, but do not condone what they are doing either. Now onto so, the ways of identifying them, uh, and then there's a, a whole list of things. I'm not going to uh, read like the actual details, but some
0: of them though. Hmm? Is big warty nose one of them? Is like talks to cats one of them? <laughs> I'm so excited! Like, what kind of witch are they picturing? Are they picturing like crystal uh, tumbler gonna... witch, or are they picturing like Granny Weatherwax, old hag kind of
4: witch?
3: I'm just gonna go through the bullet just... points, and then okay. we can try to figure out if one of us is secretly a witch. Okay.
4: Okay. Is it girls who talk about sage on Twitter all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no. So the first. <laughs> They're just anti The first bullet point. <laughs> the first
3: category is weekends or white witches, uh, and the first category of, in that is crystals. Uh,
0: yeah. I do own some, so um, hmm. I have some crystals, but like only normal ones.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it does say keep in mind crystals not are nice. used by people who aren't witches too. Yeah. So okay. thanks.
4: Mm. Yeah, there's loads of Christian like Christian crystally people.
0: I'm not sure I use uh, my like crystals. New age
4: New Age crystal New Age
3: Christians even.
0: What does it mean <laughs> to use a crystal? Anyway, I
3: <gasps> Number two otherworldly aromas.
0: <laughs> if she stinks she's a witch. i just walk around smelling of boiled eggs and people like oh my god it's brimstone gosh you've been eating lentils again that witch (laughs) Uh,
3: number three magical pendants Mm -hmm. how do we know if they're magical i don't know
0: if they're like big glowing Um. red gems that you can't stop looking at (laughs) or like i guess a Mm mjolnir
1: I used to have a replica of Dean's uh, pendant from Supernatural. Oh, wow!
3: Why? I think that's. Yeah. I don't
1: think that's magical. I, it's cursed, but in a different <laughs> way. It was really important for when I dressed as Dean for Halloween when I was fifteen.
3: Damn. <laughs> All right. Number Secret, four. Interest, good, interest in the occult. This is good
0: <laughs> interest in the occult. But isn't this person interested in the occult?
3: I mean, yeah, exactly.
0: Let <laughs> <laughs> like he who throws the first stone. Wait, how do you? Say- <laughs> Let he who has not sinned be cancelling cultures. I don't know.
3: (laughs) Number five, painted black or purple.
0: What, like in their body? Wait, what's painted black? (laughs) Like their skin?
3: Just clothing.
0: (laughs) Okay. Oh. You
3: just say learn learn how to spot a witch by paying attention to what they wear.
4: He's just talking about new age goths at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who don't wash very Mm, much. Yeah. New age crusty Mm. goths. Six, tattoos.
0: Oh yeah! Oh,
3: no. Wow. <laughs> uh, it says no requirement or designated witch style, but many witches today choose special pagan or witch tattoos. Tattoos are the witch's ticket to the other world.
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Damn, I, I, that's me. I die. Uh... I get taken to the river Styx, and they're like, "All right, shows your tattoos. You have to have them, or you can't go to the afterlife."
1: Yeah, it's just like you know, having
0: the Book of the Dead with you, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like a coin under the tongue. Yeah.
4: And mm, on the eyes, gotta pay the ferryman.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ferryman is, be- is being paid by the ferryman being like, oh, those are pretty fucking sick tats, dude. <laughs>
1: Climbing like <laughs> bows. Only cool people allowed on
0: my boat.
4: <laughs> I think we should have a national ferryman service.
3: Magical home. You may find altars all around her house, tables or dresses with statues, candles, incense, etc.
4: Like
0: statues and stuff. So if I have like, um, like a really good Naruto figurine on my table. <laughs> that's technically a <laughs> that's technically a statue. Is that's that pretty magical,
3: yeah. The yeah. Game of Thrones Funko Pop that I'm going to have to buy in a few weeks. Is,
0: <laughs> what up, if like yeah. Translucent
3: Marisandra ruins That's pretty witchy.
0: Yeah. I like transmal.
3: Uh no, and number eight it's the final one, Nature Lover. <laughs>
1: Nature. All vegetarians are witches. Am I a witch? Yes.
3: just sound like oh, cool. it. Yeah.
1: If you have to ask, then there's a high chance that you
4: are a witch. I do pick herbs and use them.
1: Yeah, thinking about it, Jules, so, you are pretty witchy. Maybe. You like to brew and stuff, which is witch behavior, in my opinion. Yeah, you like. Runes. I can brew five
4: different kinds of mead.
0: Yeah, that's really
4: witchy. Mm. Although, really, mead is all the same, but you just put different things in it along with the honey.
0: So what we're going to have to do the next time I see you, George, is going to have to go down to the river and I'm going to have to duck you. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Someone's got (laughs) to...
4: Sure, just I, to uh, uh, are we going to just chuck me in in a sack, or uh, like the, the whole stool contraption?
0: I'm not very good at woodwork, so it'll just be a sack. <laughs> uh.
4: <laughs> we could
1: just like hang you and dip you by like an ankle or something.
4: Yeah, uh, Yeah. just drown me horribly. My core strength is bad, I definitely wouldn't be able to escape that.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> you've got to work on those crunches. Yeah, all that
0: witchcraft. You've got to get the ducking power. <laughs> <laughs> Does Esk fit into those categories? Does Esk have crystals?
3: I don't think so. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't think uh, Esk, has, Esk, Esk has no tattoos. But I also don't think, like, Granny Weatherwax has tattoos.
1: Sure she does. You just can't see them under all her clothing.
3: <laughs> what tattoos would she have?
0: I was going to say Grebo, but she hates Grebo. Um,
1: she I doesn't really approve of her stuff.
4: Yeah. I think she'd definitely not have any tattoos, and she'd sort of tat tap them.
1: She'd be like, "This is all-. well," because she hates witches who wear like a lot of dangly necklaces yeah. and like paint their nails and stuff. She's like,
4: pointless. she hates hippies. She does. Which she is hates kind new of age fanatic. druids.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> the new age was a mistake.
1: <laughs> I don't think the old age was much better, to be, be honest.
3: It, I don't know. Well, no,
4: but like, at least at least it was an age. The new age isn't. There's nothing.
0: What about the new new age? What about the middle age?
3: Uh, pretty Isn't there like a <laughs> fucking Imagine Dragons song that is like, welcome to the new age. Yeah, that's the yeah. like
0: most famous one. That's radioactive. Written
1: for the Spider-Man Broadway musical. The
3: thing is, every single...
1: Yeah, I know. I can't believe that whole album was written for the Spider-Man <laughs> Broadway musical. That's
3: not true. That can't be true.
1: It's true. It is true. No, it is true. Yeah, no, but actually, you too wrote true. the
3: Spider-Man Broadway musical. Was there another one?
1: They didn't get used.
3: (laughs) Oh, okay. So they rejected Spider-Man Broadway songs.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) So radioactive is about the radioactive spider
2: that bites. Peter Parker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) This is that's incredible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. You two were close to the edge of uh, being in the Spider-Man
4: musical. Mm -hmm. Oh, Charlotte,
3: mm? it's a good cosplay.
0: <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm not going to say anything because so I'm like, c- close real life friends with someone who is like still at age 23, still co- cosplaying Dean. So.
1: Well, that has no excuse because I was looking this up when I was talking to my friend yesterday and the actor, Jensen Ackles, is
0: 43. Jesus Christ. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs>
4: Zero tolerance this podcast Zero tolerance on Super Hula. Free
0: Jensen, Jensen. Yeah. Yeah. Ackles cosplay is the cringiest One of them all Yeah his, his version of Dean is the worst
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's so bad at cosplaying As so. himself
1: yeah. <laughs> He's just like a sad old man Wearing yeah. like a costume um, Okay should, yeah, we, should we bring this to a close it's been going I a while. That
4: might be a good idea
1: <laughs> Thank you For listening to This episode of Who Watches The Watch um you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a delight. <laughs> we we hope you'll join us next week for
3: Mort. Mort.
1: Mort. Which is a really so... good one. I'm happy yeah, I'm, happy to read that one.
3: That that one has has some stuff in it. This one has some real. Has some characters and facts and themes.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, we're in a pretty good zone at the moment. I don't think I mean, I think most of them are goods. So. <laughs> We've um, got
3: to be the racist instrument one at one point, but
1: yeah, not for a while yeah. though. We've got loads before then.
4: I must admit, I'm not really looking forward to when we get to the real like late ones, even though it will be in, like two years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's just gonna be—it's just gonna be depressing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's stuff to like about.
4: Yeah. There is still, um, yeah. But you can also just see that his writing ability is going.
0: But for now, we it's won't so. think about that.
3: We will it's gonna be fine we have like 40 books to go before we get there
1: yeah yeah we might never get there we might be dead yeah. by then um <laughs> hmm. podcasting
3: might become illegal by that point so
1: yeah i mean i'm only right. i'm supporting that bill i'm supporting <laughs> the <laughs> make podcasting a legal bill
3: personally. it's the only way to stop you from starting more
1: Yeah, don't even joke because we are starting another one and I can't believe that. And I'm like, for
2: God's sake.
1: (laughs) Okay, um, I'm ending this. I'm pulling the plug on this dead corpse. Um, Thank you again for listening. Uh, See you next time. Stan Uh, Rinceflower. Stan Rinceflower and Bjorn Strong in the Arm arm is is your uncle.
3: My uncle.
0: (laughs) He's our uncle. as our collective uncle twin
3: says fuck. Um, uh, Granny Weatherwax says th- not ourselves. Granny Weatherwax.
1: Stan. Granny Weatherwax, get boyfriend. Stan Weatherwax. Um, Stan
2: Weatherwax, yeah. Um Stan bye, bye. Out eyes, out of
1: listening to a good episode productions network podcast see the website for more details